0: Hey, Fredo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw News Brief. Today on News Brief, we've got EC3 shooting on the ridiculousness of WWE's creative process, a huge ratings win for AEW, one more last ride for the dead man. But first, Larson, have we seen the last of the NWA?
1: Uh, Remains to be seen. Seems like today may not have been the greatest day for the NWA during appearance on Hannibal TV, Raven. Stated that, the transcripts are uh, courtesy of Fightful. That quote, I think Billy is shutting NWA down from what I hear. Bi- Billy really does the booking, all the booking, at least he did with Resistance Pro. He liked me there for my wrestling mind, so I could say yay or nay to ideas, if they make sense or if they don't. But ultimately, he ha- was the final say on everything, as he should have been. From the grapevine, I heard Billy is not opening back up. He's really disillusioned. Yeah, and then Fightful Select added By the way, go subscribe to Fightful Select Awesome work You get wrestling news right in your email Uh, This is what Fightful Select added Quote, as of right now NWA has no firm plans moving forward The presentation was largely the vision Of former VP Dave Lagana And with him out There isn't much direction Talent were told via email That if they don't believe in the vision of the NWA Moving forward, they're free to leave a non-disparagement clause is included in the language of those deals. So based on the news earlier in the day, wasn't look, looking good for the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, but later on, Billy Corgan took to Instagram, Larson,
0: to disarm those rumors. Because he says there's zero chance the NWA is shutting down right now, hopefully the Smashing Pumpkins fans out there will appreciate your puns, Larson. Uh, Billy Corgan said this. A quick note about the National Wrestling Alliance, which I fought for and won ownership of a few years back. We are not shutting down. So please disregard any and all rumor to that effect. The NWA is not and will not be for sale. And those talent who are under contract remain under contract for a reason, which is that we at the NWA are trying to figure out a way to provide our fans, our great fans, with wrestling content in a very, very tough environment. And most importantly, keep our talent safe and the standard of production you've come to expect from us at a high level. Anything less, in my opinion, is unacceptable. So yes, appreciate the interest, appreciate the chatter, but don't appreciate the unsourced rumors and speculation. Uh, I hope, I hope that what Billy Corgan is saying is true and that the NWA doesn't... uh, uh, dissolve or go away or yes. whatever um yes. i'm a big fan of it uh, i don't you know i haven't been watching it on a week-to-week basis i know they've been doing the Carney land thing um mm-hmm. i've seen a little bit of that uh i just like knowing that it was another option for people uh to go and ply their trade to get exposure um i i get the feeling uh with dave lagana out uh maybe a big chunk of their day-to-day production stuff um, probably was gone as well. And so maybe this is a situation where um, they're regrouping right now is a really tough time even to regroup. So yeah. uh, hopefully they're able to figure out a way forward and uh, we'll have that. I know a lot of people were, were fans of the NWA and uh, yeah. They, yeah, they did some good work.
1: They did. The, uh, the presentation, the throwback aspect of it was fun. And it didn't feel superficial. It didn't feel like that's all they had, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It didn't just feel like a nostalgia trip based on the old school presentation. Um, It it, it kind of injected something fresh uh, into the wrestling scene because basically all the other wrestling shows look alike. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like the visual language of of how wrestling is told on you know like a, a mainstream scale, WBAEW is largely the same. There's not a whole lot of deviation from the format, and they just went back to the old school studio wrestling. uh, Format and it seemed fresh and new. They had some stuff they added to it to to kind of update things. Uh, It it was a breezy, enjoyable one-hour watch every week.
0: Yeah, uh, and then you know it was also a really great springboard. Springboard at this point, even in in its in its short you know time that it's been around. Like you know, for example, uh, uh, Ricky uh, Ricky Starks, for example, Mm -hmm. is now with AEW. Um, You know, I would expect a guy like Zicky Dice to come out of. You know, uh, the exposure of NWA and land at maybe one of the bigger promotions. I mean, Fightful also reported on their uh, uh, contract, sort of the specifics of some of their contract, you know, the money they were doling out. And it wasn't like big money or anything, but it was certainly some really good exposure for some of this talent. Um, So, you know, if you can get paid, even if it's not as much as somewhere else, but if you can get paid and get some pretty decent exposure, that's a pretty good deal for some people um so uh, so yeah it'd be a shame if they did go away hopefully what billy corgan is saying is true and we mm-hmm. haven't seen the last of the nwa somebody else hopefully larson that we haven't seen the last of uh, is ec3 we should find out in just a couple days sean ross Sapp of fightful recently chatted with ec3 and his current reinvention and how he dealt with wwe seemingly haphazard creative process he said this larson this is me it's true to my life it's changed a lot with covid because it's really brought it out to a different limelight. But this is something I've always wanted to do. I was like, if I pitch this to WWE, it's going to suck. And I'm going to lose my mind. So in my mind, I watched The Fiend lose to Goldberg at Saudi Arabia. Like that guy put so much work into being the most creative thing I've ever seen. And then they just throw it away. But I got to do something. So I pitched this beginning. The same thing that I released when I got fired. So if you watch this is me now. So if you uh, check out his Twitter, his social media... He released, he's been releasing these really, really cool videos that just shows mm-hmm. off like a completely new EC3. Mm-hmm. Uh, he continues, Before I got fired, I filmed it on my couch. Isn't that cool? It took about two hours probably. I filmed an earlier version that I pitched, and then there was a Raw at the Performance Center. Everyone loved it. It was great, so smart, but it's ironic enough. So I'm sitting on this sweet video and this sweet pitch. At first, it wasn't even about this character. It was 90 days of freedom to do what I want with a wrestling character how I want it. Let's see where it goes because someday someone else is going to get their hands on it. It'll be it'll be manipulated and it won't be as true to my vision, and which is okay because that's what happens to some extent. It was also a ninety-day exhibition and showing how broken WWE creative process is. If I and a buddy and a Sony handheld and some cool music can do more with a brick wall than you could do with every person, so uh, so yeah, I mean sometimes that was. The genesis of, of AEW, like, when they started, like, their, their TV, it was like, let's just simplify things. Like, right, they we're mm-hmm. bringing wrestlers in. I mean, this is the most famously it was with Mox. Let's bring these guys in and just let them do what they we know they can do. And exactly. either it'll work or it won't work, and we'll tweak it from there. There's yeah. no need sometimes to overthink things, which is, I think, what EC3 is getting at here, the WWE. Yeah. They just overthink things.
1: Yeah, and then especially whenever you pitch an idea and it probably goes through several different hands before eventually making its way to vince and who knows uh, how many people are going to add what they want to it and how far it strays from what your original vision of it is before a decision on it is ever made yeah um it's it's got to be incredibly frustrating going there you pitch an idea and then to have it implemented poorly not implemented at all or given to somebody else
0: And yeah, yeah. I mean, all those things are possible. And there's been plenty of of times in the WWE where we've heard the reverse, you know, ideas are pitched and they run with them and they're successful or they're not. But a guy like EC3, when you see these videos, it's like, man, how do you not pull the trigger on this? You know, Mm -hmm. it really makes you think it's like some of the stuff they do. I mean, look, I like a lot of what the WWE does. But like this EC three pitch really seemed really just for for doing it in two hours, it actually came off as very polished and it pretty did. compelling stuff. So yeah, uh, hopefully he's able to take that to a place that will appreciate that and, and yeah. run. I mean with all it. the
1: stuff he was doing, to projecting stuff on him, you know, uh, uh, he's standing in front of that wall and projecting stuff onto himself on the wall. That was all really really interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, it's a really effective visual. Yeah, it
1: really uh, is. You know, he Speaking might. Of a
0: th- Sorry, go ahead. Well, we were both gonna go with the tre- with the segue. I was gonna say. I was going to say, speaking of some place that might use him correctly, what were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, I was way worse than that. Speaking of uh, uh, effective visuals, I got an effective visual for (laughs) you. AEW, reclaim Wednesday nights. The ratings are in. And AEW, back on top, baby. Uh Uh-oh. So, here are the numbers. AEW, 788. That number doesn't matter. What matters? 18-49 demo, .29, ranked fifth for the night. How Fifth. how upset are you
0: that Chris Jericho has took my gimmick, ripped off your gimmick without any credit? He made a shirt. That shirt is probably going to make more money than you and I combined this year. Probably, I would be incensed. You need to start standing XT, NXT like I do. I was going to call him no. XTW. Uh, they uh, came in.
1: I I, I will I'll remain a, an AEW stand
0: with six hundred thirty-one thousand. So about one hundred fifty thousand less than AEW yes. in the overall yes. viewership. Uh, that doesn't then, matter.
1: Talk the 1849 demo. That's what matters. Oh,
0: just terrible. 49th 49th yeah. ninth. I thought it was a terrific show. I think it's great. It was a good show. Yeah.
1: And the day they're both they're both good shows, so that's that as a wrestling fan, that's the most important thing. The only these numbers only matter to advertisers.
0: That's it. To it's the madmen. To the madman, Larson.
1: Yes. Speaking, Speaking of a madman about the eighteen forty nine demo. That's it. Yeah.
0: Anyways, yeah. Speaking of a madman, one last ride for the Undertaker, Larson. WWE announced that we'll get another episode of The Last Ride following Extreme Rules. This should be an an ongoing series because this sounds great, man. They said this in a press release. You thought you'd seen The Last, Last Ride. Think again. The critically acclaimed WWE Network series returns this Sunday, as Undertaker shares even more stories from his legendary career on *Undertaker: The Last Ride: Tales from the Dead Man*. They really have two colons in this title, I know. I know. Undertaker colon The Last Ride colon Tales from the Dead Man. That's got to break some some rule of grammar, right? You had to do. Are you allowed to do I'm, that many colons?
1: I don't know. I, I, I honestly haven't taken an English class in twenty-five years.
0: Oh, so. I didn't see this part. Narrated yeah. by Emmy-nominated an actor and producer Timothy Oliphant. Hopefully, he grinds his teeth the entire time he's talking, like he used to as Bullock in Deadwood. Yes, that'd
1: be fantastic.
0: That's awesome. It says, get ready for some incredible behind the scenes anecdotes from the dead man himself. As Undertaker recalls stories about the origins of his character, his experience on an infamous plane ride, and even that time he fought the Godfather over a hat, all accompanied by never before seen
1: animation. So it'll be like the Ricky Gervais
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't miss the return of Undertaker, The Last Ride. As Tales from the Dead Man premieres this Sunday, streaming immediately following the horror show at Extreme Rules, only on WWE Network.
1: So it kind of seems like it's part story time, that show on the network already, which is animated. Mm-hmm. But then they have uh, Timothy Oliphant uh, just kind of like doing segues between s- segments. It, this
0: is—it sounds like a weird, am- like is the—are the animations meant to be silly? I don't know. Or are they like supposed to be more dramatic? I don't
1: know. This is
0: weird. I don't know. This, this is, is weird. I don't know how this is going to work. I like that they've given him a whole franchise, though. The Last Ride now was a franchise. Quickly mm-hmm. before we leave, Larson, name, uh, give me a couple more ideas with what they can do with the Last Ride.
1: Uh, well, I mean, in- invariably when he returns for another match, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Undertaker, uh. The last ride again, not mm-hmm. the last ride. Yeah.
0: No, this is the last ride. Um, <laughs> How about this? Cooking show, The Last Dine. Okay. Yeah. Diners drive in's a dead man. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, thanks everybody for watching. We appreciate it. Hey, be sure to hit that like button, click on that subscribe subscribe button, and uh, click on notify bell and all or something. So, uh, yeah. Float t- down the River snidge into Flavor Town. Till next time, we'll talk to you later.
1: Goodbye.
2: You can host the best backyard barbecue